you guys and welcome back to the in my 30s podcast i am excited about today's episode but i'm a little bit nervous because it's a topic that i kind of avoid chatting about which i don't really know why it's not like it's a a bad topic but i have a problem with finding a balance of where what is okay to talk about and what is saying too much about my daughter is what i'm trying to say so today we're going to chat about turner syndrome and what it is, the diagnosis that I received when I was pregnant, and kind of my whole story with figuring out that my daughter had Turner Syndrome. If you don't know what it is, we'll get into it in a minute, but I thought we could just chat about some life updates first. So if you're new to this podcast, my name is McKenna Ashcroft, and I live in Denver, Colorado currently, but we're moving to Seattle, Washington in like about four and a half months, and we're building a house right now. So that is in the works they still haven't broke ground yet though so we're a little bit like i don't know if they're gonna be done in time but that's okay i mean you know it is what it is we'll move when it's done um and i'm also pregnant so i'm currently 22 weeks pregnant i'm kind of losing track but maybe 23 weeks i think 23 weeks <laughs> tomorrow maybe and um i am due about three to four weeks before we technically are moving to washington so we'll have a newborn when we move and I'm a little bit stressed out about it, but I'm trying not to think about it and I know it's going to be fine. Joey has like six weeks off work, so lots of hands on deck and we will get out there <laughs> some, somehow. Um, but yeah, today I'm currently sitting at home and it is snowing. It is blizzarding outside. Is that a word? I'm not totally sure, but we have probably 10 inches of snow at this point so much snow I was not expecting it and it's beautiful and I'm very lucky that I don't have to leave the house because if I had to leave the house I would probably hate it but since I don't have to leave the house I love it <laughs> and it's nap time right now Leela is napping and Joey's in the basement my husband watching football so kind of a chill day I had a Valentine's mini session scheduled this morning we had three back-to-back 25-minute -back sessions and that was really fun. I had my whole like office set up with a bunch of Valentine's Day mini stuff. If you want to see kind of behind the scenes and stuff like that, head over to my TikTok, McKenna H. Ashcroft. And I posted a few things over there and then I'll probably post some more up. And then my photography page on Instagram is McKenna Holly photo, McKenna Holly photo. And I'm sure that some Valentine's minis will make their way over onto the Instagram feed as well. So you can check those out there. But yeah, so today we're going to dive in and chat about Turner Syndrome. I get this question on my TikTok, on my Instagram a lot of people wanting to know more about it because I've actually met so many moms that reach out to me and are like, okay, I'm 12 weeks pregnant. I just had a genetics test and I found out my daughter has Turner Syndrome and I came across your videos. Tell me more. What, what happened with you? What is it? What was your experience? And I figure it'll be so much easier to direct people to this episode of the podcast or on YouTube because it's such an in-depth story. And I feel like when I explain it to people like via Instagram or something, messages, I can never get out everything. So I'm hoping today that I'm able to get out everything that happened, that I'm thinking, that I was feeling, and... If you're just here and you have no association with Turner syndrome, hopefully it'll just like bring awareness to it so people know what it is, know about it, and all of that. So 
I kind of wanted to start out with first off, what is Turner syndrome? And I have a hard time talking about it because I don't want, I don't want my daughter's like personal life, like blasted all over the internet, <laughs> I guess. But I also want to bring awareness to it. So this whole episode is not to like monetize off her by any means at all. So hopefully it does not come off that way. I feel like I have to like put this disclaimer in there so that people are aware of that. I'm, I am making this seriously just so that other moms going through what I went through do not feel alone because I felt so alone when I was going through it. Um, anyways, let's get back to what is Turner syndrome? So basically in short, when you Google Turner syndrome, a lot of scary things come up, but breaking it down really quickly is only in girls. So Turner syndrome is only in girls. And basically in a female, you have two X chromosomes and a guy's in have their Y chromosome, right? So it can only happen in girls because the second X chromosome is missing. Or if you have mosaic Turner syndrome, partial of the second chromosome is missing. So my daughter Leela has classic Turner syndrome, which her second chromosome is not there. She um, has been tested several times and they confirmed it's not mosaic, it is classic Turner syndrome. And we found that out when I was 12 weeks pregnant. We were so excited to find out the gender and we did the genetics testing. And the whole point of the genetics testing is to find out if there is any genetic disorders. And we were doing it to find out the gender, <laughs> which most people do. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. But during that, the doctor called me and was like, I need to chat with you before you get your results because it, your results came back and I want to be the one to tell you before you find out by yourself. But your daughter has Turner syndrome. It's only in girls. And I was like, I didn't even catch that part when she said that. I was like, we wanted to do a gender reveal. <laughs> now I know the gender. So um, that that was like the first thing that went through my head. I was like, wait. And then I was like, wait, what is it? What does that mean? Tell me more. So she was kind of going over like all of the statistics with me, which was even scarier when I was on this phone call. And I remember wishing that she had been like, is your husband around? Grab him, sit down. I want to talk to you guys about what this means because I took anatomy in college. Um, I was going for nursing or dental hygiene. I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I took all of the anatomy courses that I needed to take for either one. So I remember learning about it, but you know, when you're learning about something and it's so quick and so brief, you don't really, it doesn't stick like it would if it actually impacted you. So I couldn't really remember what it was, but when she was explaining it to me, she was like, you know, she's missing her second chromosome. This comes with a lot of birth defects and a lot of miscarriages. And she was explaining to me that more than likely I was going to miscarry, which was very scary hearing that. I think I was at 13 weeks because you don't get your gender results until like a week after doing them. And I remember hearing that and like, I, I felt like the classic um, movie, you know, where everything just like starts ringing. You kind of like can't hear anything that's coming out because all I heard was, more than likely I'm going to miscarry. And I was trying to get that out of her, like, wait, what does that mean? Like, what, what, when is that gonna, like, when is that gonna happen? And when is that the time frame? Like, what do you mean more than likely? And she was explaining to me that it's like 97% of Turner 
syndrome diagnosis while you're pregnant miscarry and usually it's pretty early on and I was at this point 13 weeks and I apparently the I again I also feel like the disclaimer should be out there that I am not a doctor I'm not an expert I'm only sharing my experience and my experience only so this is stuff that I was told was that 97% of Turner syndrome babies miscarry when you're pregnant and that a majority of them don't make it to full term. It's like three, one to three percent make it to full term. And usually they, the miscarriage rate is significantly higher before 24 weeks. So I remember getting that and hearing that. And from then on, everything that happened, I was terrified that it was um, like I was gonna miscarry or that I was having a miscarriage. And I was like scared to work out. I was scared to like exert my body too much because I didn't want to do anything that would cause, uh, you know, that would increase the chance, I guess you could say, of a miscarriage. <clears throat> so I remember it being very scary. And, you know, of course, I told my husband, we jump on Google and we start Googling, which is the worst thing you can do <laughs> when you get a diagnosis of something. Do not Google <laughs> because Google shows you the worst case scenario of everything. And, you know, we were learning about all the birth defects and the, we confirmed that the miscarriage rate was so high. Like we didn't, we were like, how is that even possible? Anyways, um, Joey was like, my cousin's daughter has Turner syndrome and I'm going to call her and I want to chat with her about it. And she kind of, you know, was like, I don't want to scare you guys, but yes, all of that is true. Um, and she explained to us like what her daughter went through, which was also very scary. So a lot of the things that the characteristics that happen with Turner syndrome is shorter, shorter in stature, um, wider neck, lower set ears. Um, there's a lot of birth defects that happen, such as like heart birth defects. That's why a lot of babies miscarry is because heart formation and um, kidney. I think that there's like, a, it's kind of more common that your kidneys can be connected and stuff like that. So there's just a lot of birth defects that they monitor you. So as soon as I got the diagnosis, I became a high risk pregnancy, not because of myself, but because of the baby. And so they were sending me to the children's hospital and I no longer saw my OB. I got switched to the specialty. I was seeing a lot of different doctors there. I had an appointment or two appointments every single week. Comes with a lot of appointments when you're pregnant and Another thing that happens for Turner syndrome babies, a, another characteristic is infertility. A lot of Turner syndrome kids growing into adults cannot have babies, cannot have kids because they're missing the second X chromosome, which is your sex chromosome. Makes you a girl, gives you a period, gives you that cycle, you know, all of that stuff that comes with it. So that is kind of was all dumped on me when I was brand new, pregnant, barely hitting my second trimester of pregnancy. And it was, it was really scary. So they pretty much diagnose you through a blood test. And sometimes people, if they don't take that test, like I would have never known Leela had Turner syndrome until more recently. She is just over a year and a half. She is 22 months. So she'll be two shortly, but just recently she's fallen off her growth chart at the doctor, she's kind of stopped growing, which is very common for Turner syndrome babies. But if we didn't have the diagnosis when I was 12 weeks, we would have no idea until now. She's, her doctors were like, we would be concerned 
if we didn't know she had Turner's syndrome. But since we know she has Turner's syndrome, we're not gonna send you off to have more testing done because we already know why she's not growing. So with that leads me into kind of the next thing is a lot of Turner syndrome kids, if you find out early enough, you go on growth hormone. And you know, that's something we've kind of been going back and forth on and like what time to start growth hormone with her. We don't know when that is. Like my husband's cousin's daughter started when she was one and she gets shots every day. And usually that is for like 16 years. Like you're on growth hormone until you're like through puberty. And I think we're kind of leaning towards maybe starting her around three. We're not totally sure. We're gonna see an, our her endocrinologist here soon to kind of go over that again. She has an endocrinologist, a cardiologist. Um, she has a lot of specialty doctors. And yeah, anyways, I'm gonna kind of back up a little bit because I did skip over like a huge chunk of her diagnosis. Um, so when Leela was diagnosed with Turner syndrome, they obviously monitored me a lot closer. And when she had her 20 week scan, they were looking for any defects that could have happened while she was growing. And her heart seemed to look okay. Her kidneys seemed to look okay. A lot of things seemed to look okay, but they noticed she was missing a piece in her brain called the corpus callosum. And so she, she was diagnosed with a genesis of the corpus callosum. And to my understanding, the doctors were telling me that those are not correlated. They're completely separate. So then around 20 weeks, I think I was like 24 when they did all this. I think I was a little bit behind for some reason, but I just felt like my whole world was like closing in. Everything just seemed like I could not catch a break at the time. Um, and I say at the time because fast forward, Leela is doing so good. So there's that, but um, yeah. So then I was even more concerned with her and how things were gonna turn out. They told me because she's missing that part of her brain, she's more prone to like learning delays, um, which also comes with Turner syndrome, learning delays and, and stuff like that can happen. But she's more prone to seizures and more prone to different things that come with that piece of the brain missing, which if you don't know what the corpus callosum is, in short, in brief, it connects the two hemispheres of your brain together. <laughs> and it's like a little pathway or a channel that makes fine motor skills and, and stuff like that quicker, easier. So there was that. <laughs> and so those are her two diagnosis things that we're dealing with. And luckily for us, we live in the state of Colorado. So they're really great with special needs and like getting you help with making sure that she's learning what she needs to learn and progressing and PT and OT and all of those things. But when Leela was born, she was born in the children's hospital, which I will say the children's hospital in Colorado, in like Aurora, Colorado, I had the best birth experience ever. I, I mean, I've only had one baby, <laughs> so I wouldn't know. But I love the doctor that we had. Um, I felt like my um, epidural was great. I was able to walk immediately after the epidural was taken out. I was totally fine. My sisters all tell me that they couldn't walk, they couldn't move, they couldn't flip over nothing when they had the epidural. And I was still able to like move. I was still fine, but I couldn't feel anything. So in my book, that is very good. But again, I've only had one baby, so there's that. Um, we'll see how this next one goes. But yeah, I had a great experience. And as soon as she was born, they kept her in the room, but they 
checked her heart. They pretty much scanned her whole body, like checked everything. And um, the only time they took her out of the room and away from us was to send her through a, an MRI. And they checked everything again in that MRI, checked her corpus callosum to confirm everything. And um, yeah, they didn't find any birth defects, which I think can be rare for Turner syndrome. I think it's pretty common to have a heart birth defect or um, kidney birth defects or just things that happen at birth and feeding issues and stuff like that when you have Turner syndrome. So we were very fortunate we didn't experience any of that. I don't want to share too much of Joey's cousin's daughter's story because it's not my place to share, but um, I do know, I, I'm not naming names or anything like that. She, her daughter was like on a feeding tube, I think she said for several months. I want to say six months, but I'm not totally sure. Um, had a lot of problems eating. She had to have open heart surgery right after she was born. Um, a lot of, a lot of things that would be very stressful for a new parent. So she went through all that. And so that's what I was preparing for. And I think it's important to say that if you are a mom that is, has just gotten the diagnosis, I'm sharing my story to shed a little bit of light, but I also want you to know that every case is totally different. I'm not a doctor and you need to talk to your doctor about everything that's going on and just be aware of everything that can go wrong and not take my advice for it. Um, but yeah, I'm sharing my story just so that people are aware of it. Anyways, <laughs> okay, so after Lila was born, we had a lot of doctor appointments, tons of doctor appointments after she was born to like just keep, check up on her, make sure everything was good, and that will go on for the rest of her life. Not as many, but when she was born, we were still having doctor appointments like every week. She also had um, jaundice when she was born, which completely separate from anything she was diagnosed with, but we you know, had several appointments with that after leaving the hospital. So I just remember I was like going to the doctor like several times a week. And now Lila will see her endocrinologist, her heart uh, cardiologist, all of those people more frequently than the typical person. But for now she's doing really good and we don't have to upkeep on it. That could be totally different for somebody else with Turner syndrome. So just be aware of that. We will, as I mentioned a little bit, have Leela on growth hormone at some point. I'm still like doing a lot of research on that and I need to make an appointment with her endocrinologist and kind of go over that because I just hate the idea of her having to take shots every day for the next 16 years. It makes me really like kind of sad, but you know, if that's, I know that if, if I was in her shoes and my parents did that for me, I would want the growth hormone because um, they kind of projected what her height would be by measuring Joey and I. Um, I'm 5'8", Joey is 6'1", and they estimate, like, our daughters to be around 5'7", 5'8", 5'8", probably, with our height, but because Leela has Turner Syndrome, they estimate her to be around 4'8", without growth hormone, and so the whole goal of growth hormone is to get her as close to 5' foot as possible. So, you know, if, if I was in that position, I feel like I would have wanted my parents to do that. I just, as a mom, I don't know if that's what I want for her, but I have to, I, there's just a lot to think about, you know, on that and a lot to consider. And we're still, like, we're not gonna jump into something until we're like confident that that's what we wanna do because we have time. Anyways, um, yeah, so that was kind of like my story and how I found out. And 
now Leela has been seeing her OT, oral therapist. She did throw up a ton, like I would say excessively compared to newborn babies and all the way up until she was about one, she would like projectile throw up a lot. So I do think that there was more like feeding issues than we thought, but you know, again, things were good. She ended up getting an OT that helped her with eating um, and is still kind of with her, just not as frequent. So we see her OT twice a month. She has a PT that's working with her. She sees now twice a month. She used to see both of them once a week. And then she also has a DI, which is developmental intervention with the state that she sees about two times a month. She used to see weekly and they all just like help her in their field. So Leela was really behind on walking, talking for a long time behind on rolling over. She like didn't want to roll over. I don't know if it was Turner's related or not, but she didn't roll over for a long time. And so she ended up having to have a helmet. Another thing that's common with Turner syndrome babies is um, we didn't know this, but like cupped ears is very common to have really cupped ears that like curl in a little bit. And Leela had that when she was younger and I thought it was so cute, but just being a girl and, and knowing what it's like to go through high school, we decided to, there was an ENT that was known for kind of straightening them out. I don't want to say fixing them. I don't like the word fixing because I thought she was so cute as it was, but basically they like glued a little earpiece over her ears that laid flat. And when the, you have to do it within like six weeks of the baby being born. So she was very young, but they glued it around her ear and it like held her ears in place while the cartilage was hardening. And it's kind of straightened them out a little bit. She still has a little bit of cupping. Um, and sometimes people on my TikTok will make comments about her ears. And I'm like, I just like sometimes want to slap people <laughs> because I'm like, that's not okay. You don't, you don't know about her diagnosis, but it is what it is, you know? Um, but just goes to show, you know, in high school, I don't like want her to be made fun of or anything. You know, as a parent, you just think of those things. But um, we, we did that and it, I think it was a, an eight week, maybe a 10 week, process and then as soon as she got those earpieces off when she was around I think five or six months she got a helmet and she wore that for several months because she didn't roll over she ended up having a little flat spot on the back of her head which again we don't know but we kind of assume it's due to Turner syndrome she was a little bit behind on some of those things which is okay good news is now she's older she's just over a year and a half and she is doing so good. So we're really not concerned. Obviously we know later in life, we don't know how fertility is gonna work. We don't know if there is gonna be any problems with her, a, um, a genesis of the corpus callosum. We have no idea if there is gonna be anything that could cause seizures. We have no idea, but those are just all things that we're aware of and I'm glad that we know so that we can keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, that is that is kind of like, my pregnancy story in a nutshell, I will say that my pregnancy was very stressful for me just because I didn't know what to expect. I felt like I was out of, it was out of my control. Um, I felt like things were happening to me, even though, I mean, to my baby, to me, to my baby. And I had like, my first pregnancy I thought was gonna be like a bliss. And you know, I knew I was gonna have like morning sickness and stuff like that, but I had this whole other element of stress added on top of it and it, I feel like it kind of sucked a lot of the fun out of my first pregnancy and so this one this time being pregnant I'm trying to just enjoy it more 
Luckily, I haven't been very sick. I've been very tired, but um, I wish that I would have, like if I could go back and tell myself, I wish I would have just enjoyed the present moment because I didn't know what was gonna happen. There was no way for me to control what was gonna happen and everything ended up turning out okay. And I wish that I would have enjoyed it more in the moment. I wish that I would have, you know, done a gender reveal anyways, even though it was, we already knew the gender, nobody else around us did. And I wish we would have just like had fun with it, soaked up the moments. And I mean, you know, I'm giving myself grace. It was a very stressful time, but I guess I'm saying that to any of you moms who might be listening, it is so hard to be out of control of something that is happening to you. But if you can do your best to enjoy the moment until you you have to face something, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's making sense, but anyways, that is kind of our story in a nutshell. Um, it's still an ongoing story. We don't know what that means for Leela or what's going to happen. If she is able to have kids, that could mean that she has her eggs frozen in, in high school. That's what the doctors had mentioned. The earlier, the better. If she's even able to, we don't know, but we'll kind of cross that bridge when we get there. And, you know, maybe I'll update you guys in a year or two when we figure out what we're going to do with growth hormone and what's going on. But yeah, if you made it this far, uh, you can follow us on all social media platforms. My personal platforms, McKenna H. Ashcroft on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube. And I post on the In My 30s podcast on Instagram. And then I do have an In My 30s YouTube channel, but it just directs you back to this channel because I post all my podcasts on my personal channel as well. And you can find us on pretty much any podcast platform. So Make sure you subscribe. Obviously, five-star review helps us out so much. And if you have questions, I would love to answer them. So definitely ask away. You can always message me on Instagram. We can chat. I, I love chatting with you guys. So anyways, that is all. And I will see you next time. Bye.